Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watch Regina King's One Night in Miami, Tom Hanks in News of the World, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. you guys like the new intro if you've made it this far you don't hate us for changing the intro uh, and i and i truly appreciate that mom uh but what, what was it did she make a comment what? about your oh intro? i just figured my i no i figured my mom was the only one listening. Oh, okay. um well she is hello yeah. stephanie she is hey hi mom thanks for the comment today on our page um glad you weren't too upset by our podcast getting corrupted spencer hey you know i was i tried i tried to resolve it i was on the uh, phone with adobe for about two hours i even did a remote desktop for the guy with about like i don't know 30 minutes and it was gone the episode was gone he's like yeah you might need to try to just re-record it i'm like uh that's like an hour and 13 minutes and that was all of us giving initial thoughts on movies that we've never seen before or revealed our opinions on it's like it's not gonna be the same if we do that again so sorry did you at least tell him to check out our instagram at those movies no dudes? but he's like he did notice that the name was called working girl and he's like <laughs> and i'm like yeah it's for a podcast <laughs> what is like, that oh. <laughs> i tried to make it seem really right. important like we talked to like i don't know the president of the united states or something on podcasts and like if we lost it then it's like detrimental to society okay. didn't really change that fact but Anyways, yeah, what's going on, man? Welcome back to Mainstream Boys with a Z, 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 Z. Aziz Ansari was not in any films this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice transition. All right. Yeah. I don't think he's Thank been you. in the movie yeah. since his uh, allegations. Yeah, here we are talking about three films. No Nate this week. As far as I know, who knows? Maybe he'll pop up, uh, but I don't, I don't think so. He didn't make time for us. But here we are in Mainstream Boys, Spencer. These, these films this week very critically acclaimed yeah very we're getting into that that oscar season where a lot of these movies are pretty these are good. three of like the you know kind of highly talked about films over the last couple of months uh, especially promising young woman and one night in miami i believe uh they've been screening at festivals like virtual festivals uh, promising young woman came out uh i think at sundance last year january 2020 before the pandemic bc before corona I can't oh damn that um so I mean, like, and the buzz has been pretty positive about most of these movies from uh, all the early screenings from critics. Um, but now we're finally able to rent them VOD, uh, if you, and also Amazon Prime for One Night in Miami. Well, uh, you might have heard in the intro already, but this is Mainstream Boys, where we grab a big bucket of popcorn, maybe a, a giant uh, canister of I don't know, maybe maybe some polar seltzer if you're trying to stay a little bit is healthier. Just, is that literally just because I had a sip of my polar seltzer right now? Oh, no, I hundred percent. I literally just took a sip, <laughs> and then I heard you say a polar seltzer. I didn't know you yeah, had that. I'm in polar seltzer. I'm not even looking at you. Have you had this? <laughs> well, if you're there, you go. I know you all too well, and maybe grab a couple couple rice cakes with oh, some crunchy peanut butter. Delicious. In just enjoy the shit out of that while you put your put your feet up, take your pants off, watch a Bell and Thorn movie, and join us here on Mainstream Boys. So. This week, we did have three films, the first of which is News of the World with Tom Hanks. So, uh, seeing him in his first time doing a Western film with Paul Greengrass. Technically, 
technically about that? first time doing a Western film, like live action wise. Well, okay. he does play Woody, We're not- who is a cowboy in Toy Story. That's a stupid comment. That's a dumb. No, thing to say. come on. He's a Western character, Tom Hanks, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> You're right. But yes, he's, first time he's bad, appeared in a Western setting. Yeah. Yes, and we do have promising young woman with uh, Carrie Mulligan. Little uh, kind of strange little flick there where she goes a little bit psycho. Finally, we do have One Night in Miami, of Regina King's directorial debut outside of a few TV episodes and whatnot. Quite the lineup this week. I do believe we are going to get started with News of the World, which was kind of a last minute addition, but I'm glad we all kind of, or me and Spencer made the time to check this out because I've seen ads for this everywhere. I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty big right now, um, at least in the mainstream world. Hurt! Stop! Stop! I'm not gonna hurt you! Do you understand English? Dolly, I call but uh Friend. Says your name is Johanna Leonberger. Indians took you when they attacked your family six years prior. Her mother, father, and sister were well they passed. 87% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, 89 audience, uh, directed by Paul Greengrass. A Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that either can call home. So, of course, that's Tom Hanks in it, Captain Phillips, who he did work with Paul Greengrass on that film. Big fan of uh, Captain Phillips. And I am also a pretty big fan of some of other Paul Greengrass's work, United 93 in particular, but most recently Jason Bourne, I think, was the last one I saw, which I was very Yeah, that one was not very good. But, you know, he did do Bourne Supremacy and The Bourne Ultimatum, you know, fantastic sequels to The Bourne Identity. I love that franchise. I don't know if you've seen the first three. I have, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. I didn't like the, you know, the Jeremy Renner Bourne Legacy. I didn't like the remake, or not the remake, but kind of like the soft reboot, Jason Bourne. That came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that just yeah. kind of a miss for me. I don't know. It just wasn't as good as any of the other films before it. They just didn't need to do it. I don't know. Not like why. I remember the Super Bowl trailer. We all watched it. And I was like, yeah, oh, he shit, just knocked up the guy with one punch. Yeah, it was pretty fucking badass. Yeah, uh, like this. This could be cool. But... but I loved Captain Phillips. I mean, that was probably one of my favorites that he's done outside of the Bourne franchise. Was uh, yeah, Captain Phillips. Yeah, I think Captain Phillips is one of the last movies that I like genuinely shed a tear because it's it's hard to make me cry. But I'd say Captain Phillips and Coco. Uh, but yeah, we do have Tom Hanks and Helena Zengal, which is a German actress. She's only twelve years old, but basically is one on one with Tom Hanks for the vast majority of this movie. I'd say the main character is her. I mean. Pretty much, the story does revolve around her, and Tom Hanks is just she's the she's definitely the heart of the film. I mean, I think Tom Hanks is one hundred percent the main character, the protagonist of the film, but she's definitely the the heart and soul of the movie. She's the driving force of it. Yeah, but yeah, getting into this movie, I didn't really know much about it, but it does take place a couple years after the Civil War, um, in Texas, I believe. So five years or so. So it deals with a lot of the the Southern folk just kind of trying to get their shit together after losing the war and. A lot of them taking it pretty hard. Joanna Girl is basically a... uh, She's been living with Native Americans who took her back when she was younger. She doesn't speak English, and Tom Hanks just kind of stumbles upon her and is trying to get her back to her family. It ends up just being a very um, interesting one-on-one story of them just kind of learning from each other and uh, just trying to to find their way home. I ended up really liking this movie. I thought it was just... It had some epic music, epic uh, landscapes. Cinematography was beautiful, and I just love the dynamic between these two characters. Yeah, 100%. I, I gotta be honest. This movie, <laughs> it did take me 
a while to finally sit and watch this movie because like for some reason westerns just aren't really my cup of tea however recently i have gravitated more towards westerns uh i've started to see some ones i'm like okay these are pretty good especially some of the the classic ones that nate has kind of had us watch for the main podcast that have won in the polls and like finally checking them out he's forced if you want us like and i'm just like i don't know for some reason like it's kind of i don't know also with like period piece like dramas i have a hard time kind of getting the mood to watch them because like i just kind of get the vibes i kind of know what they're gonna get to go for but for this movie, I finally sat down, and once I was able to sit and watch it, yes, this movie is actually a pretty good movie. I don't think it's great, but I was pretty moved by it. I mean, I definitely loved the relationship between Tom Hanks and this young girl, and she's also a fantastic actress. I mean, oh, she yeah. was doing a great job performing in this film. And Tom Hanks, I mean, there's no question that he's just a, <laughs> a great actor. <laughs> he's just he's the best. If, if there was a guy that was going to travel and tell like the news of the world to everybody in the different towns it's gonna be tom hanks like 100 percent. i i see <laughs> yeah. it i believe it and uh it was good casting and I, I i definitely could buy that he adapted this uh father figure to this girl and i think that was what i really liked about this movie was that relationship that did surprise me i don't i don't want to spoil anything but he he does get awfully awfully close to this girl in the best of ways with this being just the perfect father figure getting her through just all these all these situations, uh, the, the one especially with those dudes that basically want to just just rape her. That was hard. Awful. Yeah, that was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is crazy. It was, it was, it was there were some scenes with like legitimate tension, and that scene in particular, it was like, holy shit, this is fucking intense. But they played off each other really well. I and I just loved the the dynamic they were able to have. She was a really smart girl too, with how she was able to turn the buckshot into this actual deadly. Yeah, thing with, with the, the quarters or yeah with the coins that was really cool and i think they just had a lot of really good character moments because a lot of the time they're just traveling hundreds of miles across this vast open landscape which was beautiful by the way i don't know if they actually shot any of this on location but it certainly looked like it it was because it was shot so well 100 percent shot on location uh definitely looked like new mexico or that kind of that setting but no i mean it's got a very talented dp i forget his name i believe he's a european man but he did all the pirates of the caribbean films he is a very talented cinematographer and this, the cinematography in this movie is very very good but something that i think should and hopefully will get some recognition is the score james newton howard he's been nominated for eight oscars this score is fantastic there, there were scenes where it was so intense and then there were scenes where it was like this was, it was really moving it was a very emotional piece and uh something that i noticed was that the score was awesome and that's something that you notice often but for me i don't normally pick up on it like a lot of times we'll do a review and you and, you and nate are like oh yeah man the music i'm like what yeah i didn't even notice it but this movie especially i mean i mean throughout the movie yes it was amazing but that when the movie finally ends on like a positive note which Finally, with Paul Greengrass, they never end on a positive note. This, like, the final credits song is just fucking so epic. I loved it. So, I would be really happy if he at least got a nomination. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of good competition going to go up against this year, but you know, I wouldn't be upset if he won that. The biggest takeaway with this movie it's a it's a movie about this guy who's just reading the news, which on paper sounds kind of boring, but it ends up being really interesting because. People didn't have any other way of getting the news back in the day, especially in the aftermath of the Civil War, where news probably doesn't travel as fast as it as it should with the country kind of in pieces. That was an interesting part and in just kind of him just reading these stories that people otherwise wouldn't have heard. But just finding your way home. I thought that was just a really, a really good little message. And whether you actually find your way home, it's it's you know, it's the people that you bring along with you. And I, I thought that it was uh 
really emotional, a lot more emotional than I expected. So some some good good little messages there, you know. No, definitely. Uh, I I definitely was a little pleasantly surprised by this movie. I I hesitated going into it because I thought it was going to be kind of slow, kind of boring western. But once I was able to get into the story, once I saw that like it was really just this like father daughter bond type of a movie. Uh, I actually was really behind it, and I thought Tom Hanks did a really good job uh, performance-wise. I don't think it has a lot of um, big contention for the Oscars because I think initially, like that's it had a lot of Oscar talk because you know Paul Greengrass, Tom Hanks. Uh, but I think right. I think it's going to get some technical Oscars, probably maybe some uh, cinematography or maybe uh, some uh, score. I think that definitely is deserving. And that's the one thing about this movie too is like I know it came out in theaters on christmas day and then now three weeks after it's got that uh vod release that's the new pattern but this is one of those movies where surprisingly i was like i really wish i saw this in theaters i just feel like i, I may have been more sucked into the movie and the story if i saw this in theaters because like as i was watching this and like like <laughs> brooke was like cleaning the apartment and stuff like around me i had to put like my the headphones on i was like i gotta feel myself get like more immersed but i have a hard time like really just focusing in on some of these movies that's the thing about theaters man you you don't have the like if you leave the theater you're missing potentially a good part of the movie but when you're at home it's like you know you could pause it three or four times or take three days to finish it like you did the first 10 minutes in i'm like right, i gotta i gotta reapproach this at a different time and then i watch uh for like 10 more minutes i'm like all right nope not doing it and then i was like all right i just gotta start this movie from scratch tomorrow <laughs> and that's what i did i watched it from the beginning all the way to the end one one finish force myself to watch it but yeah very happy that i did because uh i'd give this a three and a half out of five i'm gonna give you the grade it was a very good movie uh i don't think it's great i don't think it was one of the best movies of last year but it's a very solid film above average that definitely surprised me um so yeah i definitely like this a lot no i see where you're coming from there i do think that this film has a lot of good things going for it it's it's a little bit under two hours long i think if it went for that like two and a half hour runtime it would have really ended up getting bogged down but I think the the pacing in this film is actually pretty solid for something that is just like trekking across this vast wide open landscape. It was really pretty to look at. The soundtrack is great, as we've said, and I just think this connection between these two characters is surprisingly really good. Um, I hope to see this girl in some other films in the future. Definitely going to be a really good upcoming actress. Yeah, I was I was generally impressed with it. I'm going to give it I think I'm going to match a three and a half out of five. I, I, I don't think it's amazing, but it was definitely a, a good watch that, you know, I would re recommend checking out if you're looking for a new Western. It's a good, like, dad movie as well. Like, <laughs> all dads sure. would enjoy this movie, I'm sure. Yeah. It's got Tom Hanks, America's dad anyways, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves Tom Hanks. If you don't like Tom Hanks, then don't listen to our fucking podcast. That'll, that'll bring us to our second movie, which is vastly different from that one, but it is Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? I thought we had a connection. Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? And this one is rated R. It's about an hour and 53 minutes long. Came out on VOD. Uh, so you can rent it. Go ahead and get it on iTunes, Quibi, wherever the fuck you get your movies. 7.5 on IMDb. A 92% critical rating. Pretty darn high. Follows a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past who seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. Uh, directed by Emerald Fennell, who hasn't done anything. Uh, she was 
in the crown and killing eve so she's she's done some acting work but not very much directorial work this definitely is uh her first big directorial feature film uh it does have carrie mulligan in it who's most recently been in wildlife a movie i disliked a lot but spencer and nate really did enjoy she was in mudbound inside lewin davis in a pretty small role but i love one of the songs from that film uh 500 miles or whatever that she sings really really i've listened to that one for years since 2013 really good song and Greg Gatsby, Shame, uh, Michael Fassbender, and uh, Drive. So, and we got Bo Burnham in here, Spencer, who I, I've always loved Bo Burnham. Insane. Yeah, he's always been hilarious. I remember following him in, uh, when I was in middle school, and he was making YouTube videos. And, like, he was one of those creators that was edgy, kind of doing, like, the, you know, 2006, 2007. piano music. Like, he's just, like, this off-the-cuff piano song. So yeah. super funny. Rapping yeah, about man. his penis and whatnot. Like, just doing <laughs> things that you probably, like, were like, what? Like, like want to question. But it was just so funny. And being in middle school, I remember, like, thinking that he was so funny. Um, yeah. And he's really, really had a good career. I mean, he's gone on to do stand-up specials that have been pretty highly acclaimed. He directed a special for Chris Rock that was pretty good for Netflix. He did Eighth sure. Grade, that directorial debut movie. Great movie. Um, about a couple years ago which was really good and then yeah this is his first like kind of acting role he did have a pretty solid role in the big sick he's never really had a big role or anything but he's had solid uh characters that he's played but he pretty much does play a version of himself because he's making those same kind of witty jokes and background roles (laughs) yeah 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 and he he does add some much needed comic relief to this movie that uh ends up being pretty darn dark um we do also have allison brie in there in terms of other big name actors the story is is quite interesting. It basically follows Carrie Mulligan, who uh, she works at a coffee shop, and she'll basically lure a bunch of guys to help her out at bars. She looks really drunk, and she'll get them home, and come to find out she's not drunk, and she's just kind of trying to expose guys who are trying to take advantage of women and abuse them and sexually assault them and rape them and stuff, and uh, kind of leads back to an awful event in her past that gets unraveled throughout the uh, uh, duration of this film. I was never able to quite figure out, like, did she kill these people? Because that, that is the one thing that I was uh, gonna bring up as well. Yeah, is that it always it, it's it definitely is doing it deliberately and it wants you <laughs> yeah. to kind of speculate. But yeah, it, it's like it, you never know what she ends up doing to these disgusting, terrible men that are trying to like abuse her in the situation. Right. It just cuts away, and it's like, uh, did she? Kill them? You don't know. Like, what's you going really on? don't. Did she just like torture them? But then again, it was hinted at one point, kind of like in the middle of the movie. She's like, "Oh, you're that like crazy bitch that like fucked up my friend Jerry." Jerry. Or, yeah, 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 something like that. So it's like obviously like he didn't die or anything, I guess, but definitely probably taught him a lesson. <laughs> Did at something the very harsh. least, she's taking a very drastic yeah. approach to raising awareness for sexual assault. Maybe not yeah. killing people. But she does have that whole book where she like checks him off like a guy in prison or something. Was, yeah, oh, this like, guy, this <laughs> writes all their names down. It was just like, all yeah. right, because right off the bat you're like, okay, she's a serial murderer. Pretty um, intense. But yeah, I mean that's quite the interesting approach to this film. It's a very, uh, it, it does end up taking a very feminist approach. I think it does kind of make guys look pretty darn shitty. Um, which yeah, these situations certainly happen more often than anybody would like to admit. But I think that might be my one complaint with the film is it kind of just really just drives that shit home is that yeah, all guys are terrible. Well, yes, but then again, it is going for that that message, and it is also taking advantage of uh, you know those situations. I'm sure she's seeking that out. I mean, and for the sake of the movie, you want those conflicts, you want those scenes to happen, so 
you know, she can do what she's intending to do. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Think of how fucking accurate this is. I know, it it's makes sad, me dude. so it's grateful watching this movie. Accurate. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. It just makes me so grateful. I've been in a fucking relationship for 10 years and never, <laughs> ever had to see any of this stuff. It's just so gross. But Carrie Mulligan deserves an Oscar nomination for this role. She is phenomenal. I think. And you've seen her in like these kind of supporting roles uh, that you've mentioned, you know, Mudbound and Inside the Wind Davis, Greg Gatsby, uh, Shame. She's great. She's always brings her A game uh, to these roles. But this movie, she's finally able to just shine and like just steal the spotlight. And she definitely is one of the reasons to really go and check this movie out is to see her bring this character to life because her character is so broken. She has so much Mm -hmm. pain, but you're so fascinated with like, what's her plan? What is she trying to get at? Like, this is, it's so interesting and the style that the director also brings to it. It's unique because you've seen these kind of revenge movies done in the past and they can go, you know, very predictable ways. This movie does not go that direction. It makes it very unpredictable. And it's something that I actually really loved about this movie was just the twists and turns that it would throw at you. It was cool. I actually did. This is one of my favorites of last year. Yeah, I I think that her character alone, you really never know what she's thinking because she's she's an actress who's also acting. You know what I mean? Like in the scenes with the guys, she's like acting like she's drunk. She's putting on a performance. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a triple layered actor and performance, and it was it was very very impressive uh, when you really break it down to what she's doing. But you, yeah, you never know what's going on in her head. I feel like her character is just willing to snap at any given moment, and she has just this crazy plan uh, that I did not see coming uh, toward the end of the film. How could you see that coming? And that is actually, and I don't want to get into spoilers because this is a movie that I really think that you should go in to 100% blind don't go and like don't research this movie don't know like don't go in knowing a lot that ending it was just like holy shit it It, takes a turn (laughs) like it's this is a bad uh comparison but it kind of reminded me of the ending of uh glass just because do you see the i'm not gonna (laughs) do you see what i'm saying kind of i i get how you're i get it because like you're you kind of leave feeling the exact same way as in just like Oh, You're like oh, that makes me feel dirty inside. I kind of want to go take a shower. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Cool. Off I will say that was vastly more disappointing weird. because I wanted that to be a great film, but I I did really like it. It had a really interesting style, and the performances were really good. I I did also really like some of the music choices. Like there's a okay. there's a scene when Bo Burnham and uh, Carrie Mulligan just start dancing in a convenience store to I think Paris Hilton. Yeah, what was that? That was funny. It, it was like I haven't—I don't think I've heard that song literally since the early two thousands. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna bring that back. Uh, and then at the end, there's just a really like Jordan Peele esque like version of like Toxic from Britney Spears, like on like a violin. It's like a very scary like kind of score. It's a cover of like a Britney Spears song. It's as she's like walking into the uh, bachelor party, but like. I was like, oh, wait, what is this piece of music? And it was really eerie and kind of creepy. And it was just like, it was toxic for Britney Spears. And it just has that like kind of fuck you badass type vibes to it that I was all for. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I think overall this movie is just, it. it's a pretty fun time. It's crazy. It'll it'll throw you for a loop at times. Uh, her character is just very grimy and, uh, you know, you, you understand her motives. Like you have to understand where she's coming from. It's, you know, it, it goes to some very dark places and her past is very traumatic i think it's worth checking out like it's for performance alone it's just unreal and 
films like this don't come out very often. I think when I came, when I went into it, I just remember you saying, oh yeah, she's kind of like the Joker. What? Okay. But yeah, it's, it's a person who's wronged and she's finding her very own way to come back and get the people get that have, revenge. Yeah. get a revenge. So it's just yet another interesting revenge story. This is one of the uh, biggest surprises for me, I think, because going into it, I didn't really know much. I heard that it was good. I didn't know that it was the movie that it really ultimately is, but go into it. Don't know too much about it uh and i think you will enjoy it it is shocking it does go to places that you might not expect but carrie mulligan does give a phenomenal performance that i really hope earns her an oscar nomination and i could definitely see this getting an oscar nomination for uh screenplay i mean if get out could do it i think this could do it as well um yeah, we'll see what it has to go up against but it's, i'd say it's possible for original least. screenplay i think this has a uh, very strong shot at uh, getting in there um but we'll see i don't know we can we can timestamp this i'm gonna give it a four out of five i thought it was a, a great movie very solid rating i think this movie has a lot to say it, it does go to some deep and dark places but it you know it's justified in in the in the way that it portrays a lot of these things carrie mulligan is is incredible in this movie you got to check it out. I, I think we've said everything that needs to be said, but just just go ahead and watch this movie. It, it's a freaking fantastic time and just wait till it's over. You're going to have your head blown off. So I'm going to give this a four out of five as well. It's a very solid, solid film. Uh, but that does bring us to our final film of the week. It is One Night in Miami. Tonight is a chance for us to reflect. You mean no one else is coming? Well, this is all to a hopping start. <laughs> You all are a bright and shining future. You need to understand what is at stake here. Everything's not so black and white like you make it out to be. But we are fighting for our lives. And you know I know what's going on out there, right? And you can go ahead and check this one out on Prime Video. It uh, is rated R, an hour and 54 minutes long, 7.1 on IMDb, 98% critical rating, and an 84% audience rating. One Night in Miami, which is a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown are gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and the cultural upheaval of the 60s. This is Regina King's first ever directorial debut. She did win Best Supporting Actress last year. For Bill Street could talk. That was last year, 2019, right? My, was the that film, The film came out in 2018, but the Oscar ceremony was 2019. So Have there been another Oscar since then? No. no. This was the most recent Best Supporting Actress. I, th- I don't know. Really? Wait. Who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress last year? Oscars, 2020 winners. Parasite, uh, Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah okay that's right i did yeah, not think uh, that she deserved to win that oscar she was just laura dern also renee zellweger best actress for judy shoot me in the yeah, mouth she was she so was great stupid. she was great, i don't care but the movie I don't was care. just um at least we got bong joon ho winning fucking yeah, everything that was across the, the board all right brad pitt shouldn't have even won that fucking sporting actor either but here we are yeah we got regina king in here we also have a bunch of actors i've personally never heard of but some insanely amazing performances in this film from uh kingsley ben adir who plays malcolm x we have ellie gore i'm probably butchering all these names who plays uh cassius clay slash muhammad ali um just switch his name i didn't know that. that's part of history i was unaware of um aldis hodge who plays jim brown the uh, famous cleveland browns running back and we have Leslie Odom Jr. plays uh, the famous singer-songwriter Sam Cooke. 
He is the one name that I did know before going into this movie because he is in Hamlet. Hamilton? Okay. <laughs> Hamilton. I mean, they're both like they're yeah. both like Broadway yeah, stuff no, that's, shows. I don't know why yeah. I got that mixed up. But yeah, um, Hamilton. Have you seen that yet on Disney Plus? No, I yeah, I gotta check it. It's out. worth I, it. I mean, I'm I was sure. also kind of like, ugh, like it's just it's overrated. I'm the last person to see it at this point, but you know what? Whatever, I'll watch it. It's fucking awesome. Um, I feel like everybody he, and their mother is like, oh my god, Lin Manuel Miranda is the greatest thing to ever fucking walk the planet. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Well, I'm not you, gonna watch it. Once you watch it, and it's like, damn, he's fucking genius. Like this is brilliant. Um, but anyways, he is very good in in the. Uh, in the Broadway show, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. But he's great and as Sam Cooke here. Yeah, I think he was one of my favorite parts of the film. I think the two performances that really stand out are him and Kingsley Ben-Adir, who plays Malcolm X. Holy shit, that... And the first thing I thought is, like, this guy needs to play Barack Obama. And he did. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he, he did. Has? He has? He did in a miniseries that, I don't know if it's out yet, but it's called... Uh, the the Kami Rule TV miniseries. Well, no, I, w- I was thinking, I'm like, if they ever do a Barack Obama biopic, he would be perfect. For it. I think he's a little too young at the moment, but yeah, he's he's very very good. He is, yeah. I think he's definitely a good character actor. Uh, he, I've never seen the movie Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. Same. I haven't watched it either. I've always wanted to though. Yeah. This makes me want to really check it out because clearly he was just a public figure that wanted to do good and, and make a huge change and um it's definitely worth checking i would like to see that movie as well but yeah i think th- i mean this movie really takes place in a hotel room for the most part i mean there's there's plenty of other scenes here and there but the vast majority of this film the conversations that happen just the interactions with these characters behind closed doors take place in a hotel room and some of the best scenes were between malcolm x and sam cook those two characters i thought was was just some amazing dialogue between them. This is another one of those movies that I had heard a lot of good things going into it. I had heard that all of them gave excellent performances and I guess they're all going to be campaigning for supporting actor nominations um, for the coming up in the Oscars, which doesn't surprise me. And I definitely think a couple of them could even get the nomination, um, especially the ones that you, you just mentioned. And this is Regina King's directorial debut. Uh, as directing, she's... Pretty good. I would. I'm very curious to see what other um, projects that she's going to do in the in the future. But uh, she definitely has some directing chops. I mean, she's been in the business for so long. Uh, Boys in the Hood that we watched about a month ago. That was like her acting debut. Um, so I mean, she's been in the industry working consistently for a long time. Um, first time be- being behind the camera, and I think she definitely shows some uh, solid directing chops because the scenes. I mean, even though I one of my complaints is that it's a little too long for me like just it kind of dragged out the dialogue and just like the scenes of them like just going at it with each other like over like just religion politics all that stuff was just so strong and like there were some scenes that were just like oh wow this is intense like this is pretty powerful and so yeah it was it was well done uh, and and well told but for the premise of this movie i just wasn't as like emotionally impacted as i was hoping i was going to be yeah, I think the premise alone is 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 what kind of hooked me. I was like, oh, that's Same. really cool. Like, I don't know if any of these guys actually knew each other, whether they were friends in any way uh, in real life. I didn't well, because do it that says research. fictional account. But then again, there are that like the hints of it was inspired by true uh, events, right? True stories. These guys the might end, have known pictures. each other. I mean, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, they were definitely uh, friends in real life. Um, but it's okay. like this whole account of like being 
together this, in this evening. one evening and yeah and having that discussion right. about um their role in the civil rights movement who knows if that really happened i mean it says fictional account so i guess not but um yeah with that premise yeah i was definitely expecting to be a little more moved by it and my issue was is like finally once i was the movie was over so like it takes a while to get does. to that point that yeah. the movie is setting up for you which is like they're gonna create a movement a lot of the time is then just complaining about are we like whether or not they agree on um uh, being muslim and 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 them not doing enough for like the um their race and that kind of stuff as well uh like especially with um uh, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm X's complaint with Sam Cooke was that he's basically all of his music is just to appeal to white folks. Like they're not basically uh, he, he's not doing what he can to like help with his own race and stuff. And that was his complaint. And Sam Cooke had to defend that. And so it brings up these topics that are very interesting to watch them being debate. Um, and the performances is what were were so strong with this movie. Like they were just fantastic. The scene that really just like I think it kind of lays the groundwork for how just how much racism there really was was that scene at the at the ranch where Jim Brown goes back to meet this guy from I guess the town he grew up in oh, in and the beginning sit down yeah. and have have some lemonade and he's just like yeah man like you're you're making us look great you're I mean I, I love watching you play football you're you're awesome and he he seems like they're like the best of pals and then he won't let him in his house because he's black it's like damn yeah, dude like I, that was it's tough. just fuck God, I just can't believe it. This guy's a legend, and he's like, "No, you're black." Well, he doesn't say that. You know what he says, and it's his and character it's really... was kind of like he he definitely has some scenes that are that are good, but his character wasn't really like the front and center of the story no. much at all. He, like he doesn't really do much other than kind of support the other guys when they need the support, like when they're kind of down on their luck. Uh, he kind of you know is there to help out, but. I wish you got to see a little bit more of him because he was interesting. I didn't know a lot about Jim Brown. I, I knew that he was an uh, NFL superstar, but I didn't know much about his life or his role in the civil rights movement. Again, they talk about it, but like in a lot of times we do get some flashbacks to some things that happen, like with Sam Cooke at the uh, Copacabana. And they actually, he's staying at the Fountain Blue, which is a hotel I've worked at multiple times. Um, so that that's a that's like one of the most famous hotels in Miami Beach. Uh, but yeah, it would have been cool if they, although it would have been hard to watch, if they did some scenes like when he's playing football and just the racism involved and just being a, a talented black man in a, in tech, I mean, a, really a white man's sport at the time. You know what I mean? Where he's getting paid by the white man or whatever, something like that, where maybe it was more like uh, the movie 42 when everybody's just heckling him and shit like that. Maybe it, it would have set the stage a little more rather than just the conversations where they're talking about it, it would have given it more of an impact. But again, the movie does, I mean, there's definitely the scenes with uh, Muhammad Ali in the boxing ring that were actually pretty well done in the beginning. Uh, and then you see Sam Cooke kind of perform as well with his music. Uh, but you don't really get much of Jim Brown. He's kind of just, no, he's just there. He's like the moral support <laughs> for the other but three characters. Regardless, Kemp Powers was the um, writer of this movie. Uh, and he actually did the screenplay for Soul, and he was the co-director of uh, Soul for Pixar. So, out of for not really doing much and f filmography wise, he just out of the blue comes out with two pretty solid films that he's probably going to get some Oscar contention for. And I could see this being a uh, 
I don't know if it's a, is it adapted or original screenplay. Was it based on something or was it? Yeah, so he wrote it like when it was, I guess, a play version of it. Oh, then he, then he also wrote the screenplay as well. So, so he probably technically, adapted it, it is adapted from his own okay. original work. So so very cool. Then I don't know. I just I wish I was more impacted by the movie because uh, going into it with that premise, I was thinking I was going to be, and I really wasn't. It's just like I was like, okay, it's got some really good performances. Regina King definitely has some uh, directorial chops. But overall, I just like I wasn't really as moved by it as I was hoping. So I still think it's a good movie, and I the ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomato, like I see that, and it it seems so high, but it makes sense because I would be contributing to the positive rating, even though I'm giving it a three out of five. I I liked it; it's a good movie. I don't think I will ever really watch it again. Um, but it was, you know, it's, it's fine. I gotta ask: Do you think this movie could be nominated for Best Picture or win? I think it can get nominated for Best Picture. I don't think it'll win. I just think this is one of those movies the Oscars would probably be all over it, especially because they love Regina King. I mean, Best Supporting Actress. I mean, it's. I think they would love to maybe give her a directorial nomination. I think they would be all over this film, and uh, they're going to we'll be see. all over Trial of the Chicago Seven as well. Like they're gonna. I could see Trial of Chicago Seven being forgotten because it came out a while ago, and there's oh, no. going to be a I lot of push gonna... with these other films. You're going to see that coming coming back. Uh, hot. Sasha Baron Cohen has been campaigning hard for oh, that movie. I do. I would love to see him get a fucking nomination or he something. He was just on the cover like a week ago on Variety, just like campaigning for it. Does it have an original song? Does it have like any of that kind of stuff? Because the music was great. Uh, I don't think so because it's all Sam Cooke's music, so it's not technically like he's singing his actual music. Uh, and there was one song he sang toward the end, the one where he's like, "Yeah, this is this is the music that I've had shelved away, but I I haven't released it." Oh, that's one of, one of his biggest movies. Uh, yeah, biggest that songs. song I actually recognize. I'm like, okay, I've definitely heard that before. But yeah, I think the best part of this movie it's just you're seeing an account of what these people may or may not have been like behind closed doors, and the conversations are very engaging and very fascinating to listen to. The performances are really really good. And I think for that alone, it's it's definitely at least worth checking out if you're interested in the civil rights movement. It doesn't really go into detail about that, but it it's like as if these guys were about to start a revolution, you know, together, and how that would have happened on one evening in Miami. So I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. I think it's a it's a very solid movie, but I don't personally think I would watch this one again. I'm I'm glad I've seen it though. So that is the three films on Mainstream Boys this week uh spencer do you have anything coming out next week because i wasn't able to find anything specific well you need to get better sources because i do know of a movie that comes out next week i don't know what other movie comes out uh streaming wise i'm sure there's going to be a streaming original i mean as netflix has promised there's going to be a movie every single week on netflix uh no idea what that is there was actually one that came out this past weekend that we even missed with anthony mackie it was called outside the wire have you heard of that one no but there also was one on hbo max with chuatology for an anne hathaway lockdown we also skipped like so many random movies with big (laughs) talent are coming out that we're just like oh sorry you don't have time for that (laughs) but we'll release um, another episode tomorrow mainstream boys so uh, i'm after dark please no um but i'm sure that there's going to be another movie that's going to pop out out of nowhere and it's like oh that's coming out this weekend I'm, let's cover it but uh one that i do know of that i 100 percent would love to watch and talk about is a film called our friend okay i actually did see that listed but i was like i don't know what that is so 
has uh, Dakota Johnson, Jason Siegel, Casey Affleck. Uh, a caring man puts his own life on hold to help out his friends, a couple who is facing a devastating crisis. It's supposed to be pretty heartwarming, pretty much tugging on the heartstrings. Uh, it's a Universal Pictures movie that is releasing in theaters and on demand next week, January 22nd. So I will 100% so be renting this one. Um, it's a film about marital problems. No. I think that's what it sounds I, like. No, no. If you, I wasn't gonna <laughs> spoil it, but it, I think one of them has cancer and is probably gonna die. I think it's one of those types Aww. of movies. So, uh, but is Zoe Kazan in it? I just told you the fucking cast: Casey Affleck, Dakota <laughs> okay, Johnson, whatever. and Jason Segel. We haven't seen Jason Segel in a movie in like three or four years, and I think he's not a since great Sex actor. Tape. I don't think, dude. No, he's we should been watch that movie since. Have you seen The Discovery with Robert Redford? Oh, that was a good movie. Rooney Mara. Yeah, it was yeah. a solid film. That came out in like 2017. I think he wrote it. Um, but yeah, okay. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's what's coming out next week. Uh, make sure to check out our other podcasts. We do have Mainstream Boy. It comes out every single... Mainstream Boys. I got to get used to saying Mainstream Boys because Spencer is one of the boys. Uh, it comes out every single Monday. But we do have another show, a weekly show called Collector's Corner every single Wednesday. And our main show, Spencer. What day does that come out? Uh, every other Saturday. Uh, we just had oh. our recent poll. Uh, because, you know, every other weekend we put out a poll. If you guys want to help choose the movies that we watch for the podcast that comes out every other weekend. Uh, but the poll just got announced. Uh, we are going to be watching Death Proof. Oh, yeah. Yep. I did not think that one was going to win. I really didn't. It was, against, t- uh... it was close. It was close. Uh, another close oh, one was uh, that ended up oh, being yeah. the winner. Searching for Bobby Fischer, uh, the chess mm-hmm. movie. And then uh, Nate's winner, Thelma and Louise. So some interesting picks uh coming up that we're going to be covering not this weekend but next weekend if you're listening to this podcast january uh 30th i think is when it comes out so yeah if you're interested in any of those films or you just like listen to us ramble go ahead and uh check that out come uh january 30th uh, but yeah thanks again for listening guys this has been mainstream boys i'm here with spencer and we will see you next monday i'm a little ducky toodles Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram. 